are in trouble, aren't we? Just as when I turned up. Doctor, Doctor. where did you spring from? Now, don't tell me. Corporal Benton, isn't it? Sergeant Benton, now. How do you do, my dear? Nice to see you. I haven't seen you since that nasty business with the Cybermen. Is he in? How did he get in here? Well, it's a bit difficult to explain, Joe. He's not one of them, is he? Well, not so much one of them as one of us. One of me, to be precise. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, my dear. I hate to be contrary, but I can see he's a little bit confused. Poor old chap. And I do feel you should have the correct explanation. You don't mind, do you? Yes. I didn't think you would. You see, Joe, I may call you Joe main time. You see, he is one of me. Oh, I see. You're both Time Lords. Well, quite. Well, not quite. Oh. Not, not just Time Lords. We're the same Time Lord. Now, please, you're only confusing my assistant. Joe, it's all quite simple. I am he, and he is me. And we are all together, Goo Goo Kichu? Mm-hmm. What? It's a song by the Beatles. Uh, how does it go? Oh, please be quiet. Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and a Podcast. We're talking Doctor Who, and we're talking a fairly important episode called The Three Doctors. I am Ken. Jeff. Annie. Before we get into this... Do we have any Doctor Who news? Do we have any things that we've been watching that we want to share with anyone? I've been listening to the um, audio adventures of the Diary of River Song. I've just finished the first box set, that, thanks to Jeff. Okay. Yeah, I like it so far. I really like her interaction with the Eighth Doctor. Yeah. How she felt she had to avoid him. So I thought that was kind of a different perspective on her interactions with the doctors. So hmm. that's good. Looking, looking forward to the rest of the series. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been reading anything. I've just been like, I'm behind in all my stuff. <laughs> I've been reading a book called Resurrection Sam. It's a book uh, about like a. Uh, vampires and werewolves and stuff in the Wild West. Oh. And it's, it's written by um, Mark Mastel, who is a local artist that's done another, he did another book and he's did some, does some comics. He's also a friend of mine and I lived with him for a few years. And so uh, we recently got together to go to a, a double feature John Carpenter film and he gave me a copy of his book and I said, I'm looking forward to reading this. So I'm about halfway through that book it's pretty good sounds like an interesting premise yeah it's pretty neat and he kind of they're 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 like um it's like almost like an anthology where it's individual short stories from this character some of them are linked others are kind of like almost like so there's not one story there's a couple of story arcs but it's not like one long story so this guy just can't die he goes out and he battles something vampires or something and then the story ends and then the next story he does something else or whatever but oh okay it's pretty neat so i figured i'd mention that anything else or should we just get right into this one let's get into it okay um i really like the three doctors I do too. It might be Me my too. favorite. It might be my favorite multi-doctor story. Um, because I love, first off, Patrick Troughton and John Pertwee together are fantastic. Yes. That's, that's what's the, that they stole the show, just their interactions. Yeah. 
and the fact that they carried it through on through their convention appearances and stuff. They had that same type of. Almost, Didn't they do something with water guns? Yeah, they had. And then guns. either Pert, John Pertwee or Patrick Trevor grabbed the bucket of water. Maybe. And they were chasing each other through the through the convention. Yeah. I never saw them together, uh, um, but um, they must have done a few because it's kind of like a a lore Doctor Who fandom lore that they often did stuff like that. So. But, um, so I will say this, this episode was the first, I watched the final episode of this at a convention, my first convention I ever went to. And this is the first time I believe I had seen any doctor other than Tom Baker was that final, I went into, it was a video room. They were showing the episode. I was interested. I ran in there and I'm watching this going, who are these people? I knew who they were, but I just didn't know. I had never seen it. And then a very short while after that, we started getting on PBS. We started getting other doctors. I knew who they were, but I just never seen it. So it was kind of neat to see um, see that last episode and go, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think? of? Okay, we, we all think we like this one. We say we like this one. Um, I mean, I'm always up for a multi-doctor story. Yeah. You know, I just like seeing them all work together, different personalities. It's good to see your favorites come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and they separated them good, too. Mm-hmm. They had the third doctor and Joe go and through the... get transported to the Omega's world. And then they had the second doctor with Unit. And so they separated them and gave them enough to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious if William Hartnell wasn't sick, what his what his role would have been, his more expanded role would have been. Yeah, they even had a, a, a I don't know what this was supposed to be, but they had a line of dialogue where they're sending him in. They couldn't do it, but um, yeah, obviously, if he was better, he probably would have been in there in person. Maybe um, I think they did well with what they had. You know, he came in and sort of put them in the right, put the two, the other two doctors on the right path and kind of broke up their arguments. And, you know, it sucks because he was really, really sick at that time, but it was good to see him. I thought they did a pretty good job with that. It was very good to see him, but you could tell he was kind of frail at the time. Yeah. Um, I did think it was kind of odd that they treat him like the grandfather, but he's actually the youngest doctor there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's the most mature, I think. Um, yeah. Of the two, I guess maybe. Um, yeah, I, I I love the chemistry between all of them. I like how they they handled it, and it certainly set a blueprint up because this is one of those episodes that you know cer- certainly in Tenth Planet. Guess what we're doing, guys? We're creating a regeneration and keeping the show going. And there's a new Doctor. Now this is the episode where it's like we get to see more, a little bit more of Gallifrey and. It's a very important episode because it's it's the first time we see like like two of these doctors in color, and you know it's the end of the third doctor's um, exile on mm-hmm. Earth. Yep. Um, we the first time we get into the TARDIS um, since you know I think is it the first time we were in the TARDIS 
room TARDIS since um, the exile? No. Remember the the colony in space? Yeah. Or, okay. Okay, but it was redesigned in this episode. I thought. I read yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of, lot of stuff about this, but um, and, and we learn a lot about Omega. I thought the Omega costume was really good. There's <laughs> the actor was pretty good, but geez, that scene where he goes, "What's this, the dialogue?" He says, uh, "I wrote it down here somewhere." Where he just went way up, or no, it was the other guy, the, the Gallifreyan, who goes, "You can't." <laughs> <It's just ridiculous>. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was funny. Um, uh, bringing back the brigadier, having the brigadier and Benton in this one was fantastic because they, it was great to see their reactions because they get to see Especially. the TARDIS for the first time. They get to see. The second doctor again. It was pretty, pretty neat. Best part is when Benton goes to the second doctor. He says, "Where do you think we are?" And he goes, "Not where he thinks we are." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He goes out, opens up the door, and he's like, "What the heck?" The Brigadier is one of my favorite characters in the entire show, and yeah. I just loved him in this this story. Yeah. yeah. That's just all that stuff made this episode so fantastic. Just not where he thinks we are. Yeah. Just the Brigadier, you know, that, pretty sure that's beach. You know, it just goes out yes. there. <laughs> um, fantastic stuff. Uh, I think Joe gets very intelligent toward the end of this episode. <laughs> A little too intelligent, it seems like. Um, I'm not well, sure. That was a nice change. Yeah, but is she really that smart, or is it just... Uh, Maybe she's just picking some stuff up by hanging out with the doctor. True. People can grow. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you guys defend her. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to argue it. <laughs> Sorry. Did, I thought that the gel guards would look fantastic. I love that design. It's almost, I mean, it's kind of silly. Even but. the noise that they make, that. <laughs> but the, the, the gun shoots out of their hand. It's like pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just oh, yeah. love, I love, I mean, how many times have we seen a group of aliens come down on like a house or something like that. It's a, the day of the Daleks had it with aug- augrons and it just, you know, the cranoids and the, and the other one, well, the axons, it's just, it just was silly, but it was really well done. I don't, I don't even know why they were there in the first place. I guess they were trying to collect the doctor, but, um, but, or what, I don't know, but they were just pretty neat design. And they walked like any other Doctor Who monster, you know, know, like a weeble wobble. It would take (laughs) half an hour to get here, but um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty good. There's a lot of stuff to like about this episode, and certainly um, it starts off a little slow. I must have forgotten about that. My my favorite character, though, is um, what's his name? Mr. (laughs) Aulis. Oh yeah, the guy with the gun oh, at the beginning, Mr. Yes, Mr. Aulis. At the end, he comes in. And, Where you have wanna... you been? Blah, blah, blah. You wouldn't believe me. He just walks away. Is, is dinner ready? I well, can what see else did he say? <laughs> I can see why he goes for walks. 
yeah. disappears. <laughs> she goes, is this normal? Oh, he goes for walks and disappears all the time, but never this long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was pretty good. Um, I thought the story itself was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought things things kind of made sense, for the, at least in the Doctor Who world, as much as things can make sense. It did. It wasn't anything that really stood out to being super silly like we had in other episodes. Yeah. I thought the pacing was good. Yeah, four episodes, so it wasn't like it was going to keep dragging on. I thought the only thing that really dragged was when they were saying goodbye at the end. I thought that was Man, a little that was, weird. That was fine. Yeah. Some of the Omega stuff seemed kind of... It, it was like... For Time Lord, he's like the most over-the-top Time Lord ever. <laughs> well, I think he had to be because he had the only thing keeping him alive was his will. Plus, he'd been alone for so long. If you've been alone that long, do you really know how to interact with people? Well, he had the red blobby people that he made. Yeah, that's great conversationalist there. <laughs> but the realization when they opened up the mask and there was nothing there, the, the looks on both their faces and they slowly closed the mask back down was like... Like really good, yeah. yes. Like what? What's wrong? Well, there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they close it back. It's it's actually quite funny when they just look at him and then they put it back down again. I remember, I might have watched that episode. I don't know if that was the final episode, but um, I remember people in the audience laughing at that because it was just kind of like, oh, he must look so bad that they're not even. You know, I don't. We don't want to look at it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is a pretty fun episode. It's not as um, showboating as Five Doctors, where Five Doctors is sort of like trying to put in everything, and and we got to have a dialogue, we got to have a segment. It just sort of uh, has a pretty solid story, and it fits that they would the gap the Time Lords would have been so. Um, worried that they decide to to some break some of the rules and bring in three of the doctors break the um, first law of time that's right <laughs> this didn't even you broadcast. <laughs> it didn't broadcast in november they brought it started on december 30th of 72 and went through the january of 73 so it wasn't even it's considered an anniversary episode but it wasn't even shown during the anniversary what was it isn't it considered an anniversary episode Oh yeah, it's like that. Was it tenth anniversary? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the doctor um, offers the brig or someone a jelly baby. Yes. Is that the first time that that's happened? I think so. That was the first time I saw it. I did notice it when he did that. So I don't remember him doing it back when he was in black and white, his original run. So. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I love the cliffhanger with the house the, or the oh. unit H keys going in H going into going the black into hole. Black hole. Yes. Yeah. Um, really good stuff. I think all the character, all the actors are really good in this, and uh, there's a fair amount of outdoor where they're running around, maybe a little bit too much where they're just driving around trying to escape. I mean, they left a lot earlier they left to go back to the unit hq and, and the doctors almost beat beat them there you know it was like kind of like mm-hmm. what they do and driving around for a while um 
I was reading the production notes that they originally wanted Fraser Hines back there to, to be Jamie. And yes. I thought that would have been really interesting to see him interact as well. And I was, I'm sorry to say to, that they couldn't do that. Like, he, was they on the, very, he was on the Emmerdale farm. Um, yeah. Soap they, opera. They, they didn't let him go. Yeah. But I think that we still have a very solid story aside from that. That would just like the icing on the cake to have him there. Yeah. I thought the doctor that was or the professor that was there, um, he almost wasn't even needed. I, I think he was there more for just interaction with Joe, but he, he I, I kept forgetting that he was there. It was a very, um, like n- non-memorable character. I almost had yeah. forgotten that he was, would have been there and maybe I, I know I read those same notes. Was it, if they didn't, if they had Jamie, that would have been Jamie talking to Joe and maybe they, when they didn't get, Fraser, they had to come up with another character, maybe. Maybe. Well, they said most be. of the role went to Sergeant Benton instead. Oh, okay. So I don't think well, that, that makes it, sense because Sergeant yeah. Benton was with the second doctor the whole time. Like, I mean, they got their hands up because they're being <laughs> led into Omega's area and by the blobby things. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That makes sense that it was Corporal yeah. um, it, it, Sergeant Benton. Yeah. It was so great. I, I just love Patrick Troughton a lot. And I think, you know, this being probably the first full episode I saw him in, uh, because by the time PBS would have shown his episodes, um, you know, this would have been the first episode I would have seen him in probably. And he was yeah, really good in this. Because yeah. PBS I, didn't show them till towards the end. I like how, you know, he is me and I am him or whatever. <laughs> yes. Is that a song by the Beatles? How is it going? <laughs> Just, uh, it was pretty neat. It looked like everybody was having fun in this story. Yeah. Yeah. And when that happens, it, it generally comes off as, you know, I think people put, you know, it just seemed like it was, like you said, I think it was well written mm-hmm. and um, a reunion of sorts for some. Or basically, it's just Patrick Troughton coming back because everyone else had already been working together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was still, still good. You know, yeah. a nice little celebration for the tenth anniversary. I mean, yeah, that's it, it, it quite did, a yeah. Bessie's in it. We got to see the recorder. We have John Pertwee doing his fight. Um, you know, they, they, they kind of threw everything into the mix. You know, mm-hmm. the, whoever, you know, I say whoever. Let's see who wrote this. It was just Bob Baker and... Dave Martin. Dave Martin. We're yeah. both gone now. Yeah. Yeah, They. I think this was was really good and a very good concept whoever made it made up the idea of bringing back um the other doctors i think even with hartnell's they had to go film his stuff at his house or whatever no he was in a studio yeah was he? Mm-hmm. okay we so, he wasn't with anybody they so. did the pub- yeah. this the, pub- the publicity show showed photos with him at his house yeah okay that's what i'm thinking um I thought he was too sick, sick to um the um the antimatter blob thing 
probably wasn't as good as it could have been, but it it was it was okay. It was kind of I liked it when it was. I liked it when it got mad and it started. Yeah, I liked when Joe was like looking at it and giving it the weird look, and Sir Doctor goes, "Get the hell away from there! What do you think?" Yeah, it's um, I like how Sergeant Benton's left alone. And I'm like, this can't go right at all. It's and he just like <laughs> puts keeps zapping it, zap, zap. Yes. Well, yeah. He has the the the. He just throws. Why, why would he throw a, a wrap a gum wrapper into the creature? It's stupid, and and it and it agitated it. <laughs> it's like that's. I guess that's Sergeant Benton for you, but <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it was, I thought it was. I thought it was really, really good. It's one of my favorite episodes of this era. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, I watched it last night, and I, I had some trouble getting into it. But I, I was very familiar with this episode. I had seen it enough times, so it wasn't like I necessarily needed to watch it again. But um, yeah, I think um, if if the episode's too good, we don't have enough to talk about. <laughs> We haven't mentioned the continuity that the Chancellor was played by. Um, oh yeah, Clyde Pollard, well, the guy who that was, yeah, one of the ones that exiled him. Yeah, so that oh, was a great it? bit of con- yeah, okay. it was a great great bit of continuity there. Okay. And he said it was intentional that it was meant to be the same character. Okay, we had discovered that with um, in War Games where they had the um, that guy who played the Gallifreyan in War Games, and he was also in. Another episode. Um, yeah, he was one, deadly, one of the ones who. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Thorne played Omega, and he was also. Um, what else was he in? He did a big finish. He came back as Omega for Big Finish. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, good. It was. Yep. It's easy to find. It's called Omega. Well, that <laughs> makes it easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's only downloadable now. But you might be able to find it cheap somewhere, like someone selling their collection or whatever. Mm -hmm. He also played Azal in the Demons, Demons, which would have been right around the same time as this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It would have been, no. That was two seasons ago. That was the, yeah. Oh. Two seasons? Had, okay. Yeah, because it was the master season, and then you had the, the other season that had Day of the Daleks and okay. the Sea Devils. and Yeah, there was other actors. like Roy He didn't Porter. die that so long ago. He died in 2019. Roy, Roy, Roy Purcell was in Mind of Evil. Um, a couple of other... Yeah, I'm not going to get into these, but... Uh... This is all this. <laughs> um, there was a lot of firsts and stuff like that. Like they said, um, let's see here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. First appearance of Omega, obviously. Um, first time. Is the it the first... first mention of the Law of Time? The first Law of Time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Zoe was also considered to potentially be back, but um, John Part, we thought there was too many characters. Um, yeah, he was right. There was tons of characters in this one already, unless they got rid of the dude that was hunting or the doctor. 
Well, that was a nice bookend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. The first time. Let's see, blah, blah, blah. I'm just reading through this really quick. Pretty sure that's Cromer. Um, Cromer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was like the best scene. Where do you think we are? Not where he thinks we are. I yes. guess Richard. I guess Richard Franklin was supposed to be in this episode, but uh, he was busy doing a theater or something. So that's another thing. The ratings were nine point six, ten point. I have to imagine the ratings were pretty high because this is an anniversary. Like you said, it's you know they must have drummed it up as look, Patrick Troughton's going to be back and. Well, it made the Radio Times cover and all that. Yeah. It had that special radio, 10th anniversary Radio Times, too, right? And all that. Mm -hmm. That's right. It says here. Oh, yeah, that's something. Okay. Yeah. And there's a list of production errors and continuity, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> no. Be here forever. Yeah. So um, this is a really good episode. Um, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun one. It's um like the five doctors. I think I I like the five doctors, but if you start to get into the story, you know, it's maybe not the better story of some of these. But uh, it was good to have this together, and I'm glad they did it because it did set the ability to have this over and over and over again. And since then, we've had how many, <laughs> four or five more or whatever. Uh, yeah, multi doctor stories. Um, Three, five doctors, two doctors. The one with Tennant and Matt Smith. Am I missing one? There was well, that short with um, oh, Tennant yeah. and yeah. I forgot about that. That's four, and who knows what who shows up in this year's. Well, you don't count the Jody Whitaker final because they're in it, but they're not. It's not a multi-doctor story, technically. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're just. Okay. Just visions, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any more about this one? No, I think it's a good one. That's pretty much it. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>